Good evening, everyone. Welcome to your D1T and 5 for the evening of Monday, June 21st, 2021. I'm Connor Newcomb, and let's get right into the biggest stories. The U.S. Supreme Court ruled unanimously against the NCAA in the Austin case, affirming last year's ruling by the U.S. Ninth District. In their decision, the nine justices, quote, concluded that the NCAA and its more than 1,200 member schools and conferences are in violation of Section 1 of the Sherman Antitrust Act by agreeing to limit how much each can compensate athletes for academic-related costs. Per Sportico's Michael McCann, who adds, quote, pursuant to the Supreme Court's holding, NCAA rules on reimbursement limitations for academic-related expenses will require modification or outright excision. Also important, Alston is not about obligating schools to spend more on athletes in the context of academic-related expenses. Rather, the ruling provides schools with the discretion to do so. To that end, schools will soon more freely vie with one another for athletes, just like they compete, and sometimes outbid, for coaches, staff, faculty, fundraising, admissions, media attention, and numerous other targets. The most consequential aspect of the ruling, McCann continues, will likely be felt in the coming years, writing, quote, the ruling repudiates a long-standing NCAA argument that is owed favorable treatment under federal antitrust law. Particularly from the lens of precedent, the NCAA likely regrets appealing the Ninth Circuit's ruling to the Supreme Court. That decision led to this new precedent, which will govern the relationship between antitrust law and college sports for decades ahead. In his opinion, Neil Gorsuch expressed deep skepticism about the NCAA's amateur label, rejected NCAA concerns about schools and conferences determining appropriate education-related benefits at their discretion, and dismissed concerns about in-kind educational benefits through which athletes could receive luxury cars and other items that lack any plausible relationship to academics. Quote, nothing stops the NCAA from enforcing a no Lamborghini rule. USA Today's Steve Berkowitz points out that in his concurring opinion, Justice Brett Kavanaugh wrote, quote, there are serious questions whether the NCAA's remaining compensation rules can pass muster under ordinary antitrust legal analysis. Additionally, per Kavanaugh, the NCAA, quote, must supply a legally valid justification that its remaining compensation rules have sufficient value to promoting competitive balance and that the benefits outweigh the harm being done to the athletes. The NCAA statement reads, quote, while today's decision preserves the lower court ruling, it also reaffirms the NCAA's authority to adopt reasonable rules and repeatedly notes that the NCAA remains free to articulate what are and are not truly educational benefits consistent with the NCAA's mission to support student athletes. President Mark Emmert said, quote, even though the decision does not directly address name, image, and likeness, the NCAA remains committed to supporting NIL benefits for student athletes. Additionally, we remain committed to working with Congress to chart a path forward, which is a point the Supreme Court expressly stated in its ruling. In more Austin analysis, Tulane law professor Gabe Feldman tweets, quote, and here's the quote that could ultimately upend the NCAA model. NCAA couches its arguments for not paying student-athletes in innocuous labels, but the labels cannot disguise the reality. The NCAA's business model would be flatly illegal in almost any other industry in America. Citing the 1984 NCAA v. Oklahoma Board of Regents case, Feldman adds, quote, The NCAA has relied on Board of Regents for 50 years. SCOTUS cuts it down with one sentence. Given the sensitivity of antitrust analysis to market realities and how much has changed in this market, we think it would be particularly unwise to treat an aside in Regents as more than that. NCAA President Mark Emmert, General Counsel Scott Beerby, and outside attorney Jeffrey Mishkin downplay the importance of Kavanaugh's opinion. 
Mishkin said, quote, the notable thing is that eight other justices did not agree with that and wouldn't sign onto it. It's his own view and he's writing for himself. So I think that's just not all central to what's been decided today. Sports economist Andy Schwartz notes the ruling, quote, only affirms the tepid injunction from Judge Wilkin, which means amateurism has not been demolished. Feels very much like yet another, you're a cartel, please be a little less obvious about it, rather than stop being a cartel. Forbes' Christy Dosh tweets, quote, the NIL implications for the Austin ruling against the NCAA all revolves around the NCAA not having an antitrust exemption. That case makes it clear there is not one right now. So any NIL rules put into place by the NCAA are vulnerable to antitrust lawsuits going forward. U.S. Senator Chris Murphy from Connecticut said, quote, the NCAA collusion machine designed to keep college athletes impoverished so the billions in profits can be kept for a small cabal of the insiders is finally starting to crumble to pieces. The AP's Ralph Russo submits that the more problematic piece of this for the NCAA may be that it is, quote, still wide open for more antitrust lawsuits. And more from Michael McCann, who observes, quote, the irony is, could the NCAA amateurism be saved by players being declared employees, unionizing, and then entering into a collective bargaining agreement with the NCAA and member schools? That would be a stunning conclusion, but is plausible since CBA terms are exempt from antitrust laws. That's your D1T and 5 for the evening of Monday, June 21st. I'm Connor Newcomb, reminding you to join us back here tomorrow morning.